0: Hey, it's Michelle here. I know you've got a lot going on. Kids, work, house, family, all the things. And maybe it's got you feeling not like yourself, but is it like I need a nap and a snack, kinda tired? Or are you experiencing burnout? A recent study found that 83% of moms are experiencing burnout. And so many of you have asked me to do more coaching around burnout So I am so excited to announce our brand new private podcast series, Heal Your Burnout. One thing I know about you is that you don't have time for another long PDF or a recorded masterclass that just sits in your inbox because you don't have an extra hour to sit down and watch it. So I created this five episode private podcast just for you. There are five short actionable episodes that you can access Anywhere when you're making dinner in the pickup line or working out. And by the end of this series, you'll have an understanding of what stage of burnout you're at. Spoiler, there are three stages of burnout. And I'll give you my proven six-step framework to healing burnout so that you can start shifting the energy of how you feel and recovering from your burnout today. I want to encourage you. While burnout is super common, it is not normal, you guys. You don't have to wake up every day feeling like this. You can heal. You can regulate your nervous system. You can unlock the stress cycle. You can restore your energy and you can heal from burnout. Click the link in the show notes to check out the private podcast series, Heal Your Burnout, today. Hey guys, Michelle here. If you are listening to this in real time, I've got some exciting news to share with you. Tomorrow, Saturday, September 30th, I am taking the virtual stage on the Guided Well show. And guess what? I want you to be a part of it. I'm going to be joined by this fantastic panel of experts, and together we're going to share some proven tools to relieve stress, so you can experience more peace in your life. It really is going to be an extension of this show in so many ways. Um, Grab your seat. We're going to be talking about tools to relieve stress and stored trauma. We're going to be talking about nervous system regulation, how to read signs and signals of your body, um, dissociating. How can you, you can get back. Into your body with somatics. We're even going to talk about reprogramming your subconscious mind and really just how we can build a foundation for physiological safety so we can increase our capacity and our resilience. Go ahead, click on the link in the show notes. You can save your seat to the Guided Well show. It's absolutely free. I would love to see you there. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey, everyone. Michelle here. Welcome to the Calm Mom podcast. Today on the show, we are going to talk all things holistic health. We have Robin Ryan McDonald with us today. Um, She's a holistic health coach. And she is going to talk to us about how we can really optimize and gain true health. It's not just about weight. It's not just about what we eat, dieting, um, but true wellness, right? Integrative nutrition, how we can develop our energy and our vitality to live out all the things we've got going on. So, we're going to talk a lot about um, how we can use motherhood as our motivation for a healthy lifestyle, how we can prioritize our health without feeling selfish or the mom guilt or all the things that I think can kind of come alongside that sometimes. And then really just casting vision into creating lifelong health, which is something that we're all seeking. So enjoy this conversation with Robin. Welcome to the Calm Mom podcast. We're going to talk all things health. And I think maybe some of your mindsets and perceptions of health as you listen, health and fitness today might be shifted. So I'm super excited about that. But Robin, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, Michelle. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So
0: as always on every show, before we kind of jump in, I just love for you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. We talked a little bit before we hit record, but just about kind of your journey through health and fitness and what you're doing now and you know just being fellow wife and fellow mom you can resonate to a lot of our audience and they can resonate with you too.
1: Yeah, so I think there's almost like before kids Robin's health journey and then post kids, right? <laughs> so I know before kids, I'm sure like many of you I wanted to look a certain way. I bought I was all up into Seventeen magazine and so it's like Here's the foods to eat, to have a six pack or do these three exercises. And I'm like, oh, what are the exercises? So it's like totally bought into that, you know, vanity or whatnot as a kid and, and even, you know, into college and whatnot. And so I always had a desire to be thin or to be fit or whatnot. And it wasn't until I had my own actual health circumstance that I, it started to get a little bit more depth. And it started to expand in something that I was able to serve more people. So in my sophomore year of college, I ended up getting full-faced acne, which to play into the vanity that I held of wanting to look a certain way, I was so embarrassed. So, and this happened kind of over the summer between freshman and sophomore year. So I don't know about you guys, but when I was in college, I went to a private Christian college. I was there to find my Jesus-loving husband and... I was like, I feel so insecure, like, and I didn't have acne in middle school or high school. And so Mm. I just, I didn't even want to show my face and say hi to people I'd met the year before. Like I, and I'd never experienced that I was a pretty confident person, but that, that did me in. Mm. All the while, I also gained the freshman 15, which turned into the college grad school 20 and on we went. And so I was constantly trying to find how to heal my acne and how to lose the weight. And the acne, all I kept looking for was were topical ointments or what what did I need to put on my face? That was when Proactive was like super popular, all these infomercials. <laughs> I love your face. You can't see the, the eye roll. So I was like, I just need the right thing to put on my face to clear it up. And I ended up getting a prescription from my doctor, which it did work. And I was stoked about that. But then when I would go to wipe my hand on a towel, it would bleach the towel. And so I was kind of like, you know, (laughs) this probably isn't good to keep putting on my face. And so then I would go cold turkey and stop putting on. But then the acne would come back. And then I was like, oh, gosh. So I was in this, you know, catch 22 with my acne. And then with trying to lose the weight, I was counting calories. I even did a marathon. So that's like hours upon hours and hours of running. I I was trying to do all the low calorie, low carb, low whatever, anything that was low. I was like, this is going to get me there. And i lose the weight, I'd gain it back. So it's all over the place with that. Long story short, I ended up discovering, lo and behold, the quality of the foods that you eat is what directly impacts whether or not your hormones are in a place to where you're not having those breakouts. To where my gut is healed and whole and able to function the way it's supposed to, and all these different factors. So I ended up clearing up my acne. I ended up losing the weight. But what really made it something for me that became a passion for others. I was in grad school and I'm looking around my peers, my professors, even leaders in my denomination, and they were experiencing some major health issues, chronic diseases, but they were on the younger side. There were Mm -hmm. even a couple of pastors who ended up passing away early and they were young. They're like 50s, maybe 60s max. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, "These, these people feel like they shouldn't be taken out. And, you know, I'm not God, so I don't know, you know, all that stuff. But what I did come to learn was that these diseases were primarily lifestyle induced. And so I'm thinking, okay, there's a miss here. I'm, I'm in seminary. I'm learning how to exegete the Bible. I'm learning theology. I'm learning all these amazing things. And yet I'm also... (laughs) <laughs> Sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. I'm dependent on my vanilla bean latte and scone of the day <laughs> in the morning and like donuts at night, like, you know, Panda Express. I'm just eating all of these different things. And I'm like, if I don't actually have the health and vitality to live out this calling, then I'm going to be hindered in doing the work that God's called me to do. And so I noticed that the bodies that comprise the body of Christ were being hindered in living out the calling that God had placed on their life. And it was like God just dropped this passion and this almost like aha of like we gotta we gotta deal with this. We this needs to be addressed. We need to be talking about how our what we put in our mouth, whether or not we move our body, whether or not we're getting rest, all these different factors, we need to make sure that this is foundational, inextricable from pursuing the calling and the purpose that God has placed on our life.
0: Mm, so powerful. <laughs> and I, I relate so much, first of all, to you, just your story also gaining the freshman 15 and I mean I gained so (laughs) I don't even know how it happened but I'm like TMI here right now but I gained so much weight my freshman year that I went back home and like my family like aunts and uncles like didn't even recognize me it was so bad and there's probably like so much there that I still need to unpack but (laughs) I just remember how bad I felt and I about Mm -hmm. myself and just physically like I remember Skipping class in the afternoon because I felt like I needed a nap, or yes. and all these things. And it's like Michelle, you're like 19 years old. This is like the the, the this is like the the rising peak of your energy and your right. like all of this stuff. Like you shouldn't be needing. I
1: was so tired all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think also just your connection between disease and the ways in which we eat and move and manage our stress. Right. I think a lot of people underestimate how much chronic stress has an impact on our health. And, you know, it's it's tragic, but so many of these diseases really are things we bring on ourselves through really poor habits. Right, and you're absolutely right. right. Like it's not just being sick, but it really is a block to what we're called to do on this earth, right? And the purpose that God's placed on our life. And a lot of times those can't be carried out, obviously for our life ends. <laughs> earlier because of choices that we make but then also if we're just not in good health and that that really just seeps into everything the moms that we want to be the wives that we want to be the business women that we want to be all of it is affected by our health So root of all of it
1: absolutely and it's and so I look at I'm so glad that you brought up the energy factor because that was a huge part of it is I literally could not keep my eyes open in my afternoon classes and I just tracked it up to like which I'm sure was part of it, like not getting enough sleep, or like I'm just busy. But I'm sure it had a lot to do with the fact that I started that class with a sugar blast that just like sent me crashing down like at that halfway mark of the three-hour class. Where I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot keep my eyes open. And what I am so grateful for, so I – this all happened before I became a mom. And so when I – it was even before I conceived – I was like, OK, how can I prepare my body like and I'm you know, diving into all the literature and all the things I could learn about gene expression and epigenetics. And <laughs> my yeah. husband and I like preparing our bodies and all that way. And I'm so grateful because I had two phenomenal pregnancies and both of them. I had great energy. Sure, there's still the times where, you know, you're creating a human, you need naps. But <laughs> I, I felt like I had the energy, especially on the second one to still care for my toddler while I had my second. And now that I have both of them, my oldest is three and a half. My youngest is eight months. He's almost nine months. And I have more energy now as a mom of two littles than I did when I was, like you said, 18, 19, and what should have been the peak of my energy. And I am so grateful that a lot of it I know has to do with, and I'm sleep deprived. My little guy, (laughs) I think it'd be nice if he was sleeping through the night, but he's not. And so I know a lot of it has to do with what I'm eating and the, the habits I have in place to actually fuel my body because I'm, you know, nine months out, I might still be healing from the actual pregnancy and delivery, but even still just producing breast milk, that's a lot that your body is doing that burns so many extra calories. And then I'm working out on top of that. Yeah. And so eating enough is huge. Eating the right foods is huge. And I I really do. I feel like I've got the energy to show up for my kids in the ways that I want to and, you know, even too, with I know your your topic of like, I want to be able to have the, the energy, the calmness <laughs> or the ability to get there yeah. to be able to regulate everything because I'm not just fully depleted and just a shell of a human being. Yeah. Lord knows if I'm in that place, like ain't nobody getting regulated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It's all tied
0: together. And it's so important. Like we talk on this show about our window of tolerance and it's like how much mm. to without becoming dysregulated and the factors that determine the width of our window of tolerance are all of these things. It's how much rest are we getting? It's what's our mental and emotional state? How are we nourishing our bodies? So there's also a lot of sleep deprived women listening. (laughs) I know you're in the thick of it with a three and a half year old and an an almost nine month old. So Mm -hmm. for people listening who are sleep deprived or aren't (laughs) well or are just doing so much and they're feeling exhausted and they're hearing you say that you have so much energy one may that like bring lies. you may that bring you hope. <laughs> no. uh, you're listening, and you're like, "Ah, it's okay, but I would love for you to share, Robin, some of the maybe some of the like hardest hitting changes they could start to incorporate to see increased energy and get yeah.
1: that kind of boost of motivation early on okay i'm gonna I'm gonna drop the the most challenging one off the bat. We're just gonna rip the bandaid off on this one, so believe this or not. I don't drink coffee, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I love coffee. So it's not that I don't love it. Before having babies, I would have coffee every morning, and like I said, even when I was in college, that was my thing. It's yeah. it's almost like it's like a symbol to be walking around campus with the the beverage in your hand, right? Like <laughs> to be studying, like you've got the drink. So I love it. And it, it, I actually just recently thought about. Making it part of my routine, but I'm like, ah, but I know I don't need it. Because here's the thing there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with coffee. I don't, especially when you're getting quality coffee, you're, you know, having the right portions. What I have found for myself personally is it became not only a biological factor in terms of, you know, telling my body it's not tired, because that's what it does. It doesn't actually give you energy, it actually mutes the signals in your body. Yeah. That say, hey, you should rest. So it's not even just the biological dynamic, but I almost think the mental aspect of it, it became this like comforty crutch of like, oh, don't talk to me until I have my coffee or like, oh, like I'm really feeling it. Like, oh, I gotta go get a coffee. Like it just became this thing that I didn't want it to be. And without it, I don't know. I guess I just feel more free and I feel like I'm actually able to be all the more in tune with my body. There's nothing, there's nothing hindering a clear, indication or clear check-in with what my body's actually feeling. I know that when I am drinking coffee, I'm like, yeah, no, I think, I think I feel good. I feel good. But it's, I, I don't know if it's coffee because so I just didn't drink the coffee. Like, so I feel like it allows me to actually just, yeah, be in tune with my body and know what's going on. So that for me is huge. And I know, I know so many people are gonna be so sad to hear that. Start small. You know, if you're having Multiple coffees throughout the day. Let's just you know slowly start to whittle it down. Don't go cold, cold turkey because you're going to be miserable and you're not going to be regulated that then not. either. <laughs> but I would just say make some simple small changes. And if you want to get down to maybe just the morning coffee, and hey, if you're feeling real saucy and you want to get to where I am, I'm telling you, it, it is freeing, it is liberating, it does help a ton in knowing with where my body's at and how I'm actually feeling yep. to eliminate it in its entirety. So for me now, it's just like a I'm out with a friend and, like, I'll get a latte. It's, like, it's occasional. It's not mm-hmm. daily.
0: I actually love that. And it's funny you bring that up because I was actually thinking about that a lot this week. And I kind of even did a reel about it because, ah. one, it's, like, first of all, it's I think it's awareness, right? So there are mornings mm-hmm. where I wake up and I'm, like, I'm going to have a cup of coffee this morning. And there are mornings where I wake up and I feel a little more anxious in my body or I feel a little more high strung or I feel like I have a little extra energy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pass on that coffee today because I know that my body, it's not what my body needs right now. That's good. First. Second, I think there's things that we can do if we're going to have coffee that will help our body and our nervous system from getting that hit of like early acidity on an empty stomach and all the caffeine, the impact it has on our sympathetic nervous system. So it's like people have like bulletproof coffee where they'll put- That's what I used to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think that you know, maybe that's a, a transition move, too, if that's something you're noticing. But, yeah, I love that. I think it's something to explore. If you feel like something's off, you know, and you want to try new things, maybe that's something you, you kind of wean yourself off of and see how it
1: feels. Mm-hmm.
0: Hear me out for a second. Are you the strong, silent type? Do you ever feel tired and, and maybe you struggle to take action? Or I bet you have all of these great thoughts and these ideas and opinions, but maybe you have a hard time expressing yourself. Are you really down to earth? You hold everything all together. Maybe people have even told you that they admire how strong you are, but on the inside, life and and motherhood actually feel pretty hard. You might have thought that all of these things are just parts of your personality, but they're actually coping mechanisms that you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially in motherhood. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became habits and then they became patterns. And now that we're adults, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram, but rather they describe our safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't actually describe who we are, but what is blocking who we actually are. The good news is that once you take the quiz, learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent as your true and authentic Self, click on the quiz link in the show notes, or go to slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz.
1: Yeah, just to to emphasize what you said, I think that's a really good point for people who are weaning off. Make sure you're consuming some sort of satisfying, nutrient dense meal, food portion with the coffee yeah. if you're going to be having it in the morning. So, and if you're like she said, like you said, Michelle, like if it's even just adding the butter and it's tasty. I know it sounds very, it, there's a lot of research that shows the benefits of it. Add a plop of butter in there and use the little foamy thing. It's magical. <laughs> and do, do another scoop of collagen. So you're getting some protein, some fat. So at least your body's not just like running on empty and you're just stimulating it like crazy. So I I think that's a great tip that you mentioned. Thank you. I agree. So I want
0: to just talk a little bit about, I think oftentimes when we want to talk about health and fitness and Nourishing our bodies with healthy whole foods, to moms, there's almost this like either they're doing it or there's this immediate pushback that's like that's way overwhelming. I have too much going on right now to do that. That sounds like like I'm already struggling to figure out a meal plan. My kids don't eat anything that I make. Right. Um, Like how how am I ever gonna do this in a way that feels not overwhelming and or sustainable? And I would love if you could kind of speak to that a little bit.
1: I love that you were use the word sustainable and. I just want to say for all the ones that are feeling that way, one, obviously you're not alone. It's a thing. And even sometimes I feel that. And that's, that's what I'm coaching people on where it's like, oh gosh, like what am I going to do for dinner? And, And it's like trying to think through all the things. And so what I have found is being okay with shortcuts and finding the shortcuts that work for you and your family, also being okay with not having to go all in, like it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. And if, your listeners are like me and they're, you know, the achiever mindset people like, I'm gonna succeed and do it perfectly. Like, and, you know, all right, that's it. You know, I'm I'm gonna eat clean and I'm gonna work out five days a week, or even if it's just three days, but if you're not already doing that, that's a big jump. We do have kids. We do like we are responsible for their livelihood and well being and so it is challenging to also integrate your needs as well. So the big thing I would say is start small. I was just actually talking with a client yesterday and she was saying how she was dealing with a little bit of depression and how things felt really overwhelming to consider with some of the health habits that we have. And I was like, I'm so glad you told me. Let's just simplify this like crazy. We want you to feel like you're winning at the end of every week. And so we just whittled it down to like, all right, let's focus on getting six hours of sleep. Because for her, that would have been, that was significant. So it's like, cool. Yeah. So we're going to focus on six hours of sleep and let's just do 15 minutes of your modules. You might not get through the whole module for the week. That's okay. Let's just 15 minutes. You put on the background while you're cooking or something. That's it. That's all we're focused on this week. Mm -hmm. She was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I can do that. I was like, yeah, you can totally do that. And I was like, and if something comes up, even with those things, it's okay. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think being able to just take choose a couple of simple things that you know that you can do, I think there's a difference between having standards and goals. Mm-hmm. A standard is like, this is something I'm for sure going to hit no matter what, but we don't want to make it something that puts us into a stress mode. If you want it to be something that you can win at. Yeah. So I, setting those standards and setting that intention feels really good to be like, all right, this week, I'm going to go for one walk. If I do more, cool, but I'm going to get outside for one walk. Yeah. And then if, when you get to the end of the week and you look back and you're like, I hit the walk, woo, you know? And it's like, okay, cool. How do I increase that moving forward? And then, you know, the goals, that's where, yes, we do want to stretch ourselves a little bit. We do want to reach higher, right? And so it's like, all right, I have not been meal prepping or I have not been cooking many meals. I think I'm going to say two. My standard's one, but my goal is two or three. And so you kind of have, you know, those two dynamics working for you where you're feeling challenged. I know, again, the achiever in you, you don't want to just say like, I'm I'm not only going to go for one walk." That's fine. But we want to have those set of standards that you can look back on and count as a win.
0: Yes. Oh, man, that's so good. I know for myself, just losing the all or nothing mentality Mm -hmm. has been so freeing and so motivating. And I think back like, I mean, you don't have to look far to, to probably learn a lot about me, like being... attorney and then like I I just have always kind of been an an all or nothing person like all in and I can think of so many periods after college through till I had kids where like I would start these ridiculous workout routines like with this whole planner on the fridge color coded like I would get new equipment and all this stuff and I would go so hard for like 10 days and then I would never touch it again and my husband would be like what is and then when the pandemic started I just got a old treadmill in my garage. And I was like, man, I don't care if it's like I just walk for five minutes one day or I like I'm training for a marathon. I'm going to just get on that thing. Nice. And some days I just even sat next to it and just stretched. And some days I would run 10 miles and it's like allowing myself that consistency. However, it showed up um, and not putting so much pressure on myself long term, so much more sustainable than what I was trying trying to do before.
1: I love that. And I I think that's, <laughs> I love that. I even just sat there and stretched next to it. And I think that's such a great example. And so perfect because the more we can at least just be mindful of it and make steps towards our, what we're trying to do, really, it makes a big difference. I One thing that I was just talking about on my story recently, there last week, I, two or three different days, I did not feel like going to the gym. I just, I didn't, I was tired. And I was trying to like decide, okay, do I go to the gym? Or I really got to get this other stuff done. Do about Like, oh, up well, the, the kids aren't up yet. I could actually sleep for 10 more minutes. Like, so it was just like, I didn't want to go, but I went and I just had the thought of like, you know, I never regret going. And, and I, and even one of the days I, I only had like 25 minutes and I knew my full, like what I wanted to do was going to take like 40 minutes mm-hmm. and I could have easily just written it off as like, I can't do the full workout. So like, I can't do it. But I was like, you know what? you can get a good workout in, in 20, 25 minutes. And I was like, I'm going to go. So I went and I, you know, I warmed up. I did the more, like, I guess the more bang for your buck part of the workout. And, and then I left and I was just like, you know, showing up consistently doing something is way better than sporadically being in and out and trying to go all in, you know, one week and then going three weeks without and and having that dynamic. So something is always better than nothing, even if it seems, insignificant it is significant because it's keeping you on track and focused
0: on that goal yes amen i i so agree and and continuing something's always so much easier than starting it again yes like i just think of that too i'm like even five minutes is better than just like taking a whole week off and then trying to get back to where i'm at
1: so you mentioned
0: when we were talking about the sustainability like some hacks or shortcuts (laughs) and i would love to know maybe what are some hacks or shortcuts that you kind of teach or coach that people can start implementing.
1: Yeah, I I would love to focus on cooking because I think that's kind of, you know, one of the main places where hacks can be implemented. And so, one, having and it kind of takes some searching. I have found a lot of great things at Costco. Sometimes you can find some good things in the frozen section of your grocery store, but Costco has frozen organic frozen fruit. It has organic Frozen vegetables. It also has, there's this grass fed meat that is also, it's not in the frozen section, but it can be, we put it in the freezer. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we just pop that out. That's a quick, easy meal. So finding like those like meats, veggies, and fruits that you can just have in the freezer is huge. One thing that people always see on my story is we get the grass fed burgers from Costco. They're frozen. And honestly, th- th- here's a hack. Here's something you need to know. It is okay to eat the same thing over and over and over again. Maybe you're someone who needs variety. I'm not. And so I literally will eat the same thing. So we've got, we buy like two full packages of these frozen grass fed burgers. I kid you not. We probably have them like two to three nights a week. It's like get to the end of the day, super tired, don't know what to make. It takes like 15, 20 minutes to throw together a healthy meal with those burgers and we'll just pop them on the grill. And then I'll just saute some quick veggies or some sweet potatoes. And it's like literally the meal comes together in 20 minutes and ta-da, we've got protein, we've got vegetables, we've got, we use like grass-fed cheese for those who want the cheese on it. Like it, it's easy and it's simple. My little guy loves it. I, I honestly, I don't get bored of it either. I just don't. I love meat. <laughs> and so that, though I guess all that to say, the biggest tip is find what you like, find what works. Find a way to get it in the freezer for a quick, like, just pull it out and heat it up kind of a thing. And if you're willing, you don't, you know, not someone who gets bored or needs the variety, feel free to just eat that stuff on repeat.
0: I can so get behind that. I love, I have so much frozen stuff. And also I'm the kind of person that'll make like a huge batch of soup or something like that. And then I'll just eat that like all week long (laughs) to feed it to my kids. I'm like, all right, this is what's going in your thermos again
1: today. And they don't seem to mind. Perfect. That's also a benefit. And I know. So I'll say too. I know kids are a big challenge with pickiness, and and you know, oh well, I'll have to make this, and they won't eat it. I would say one. I'll be honest. I'm super spoiled. My little guy eats everything and anything. So I will say this: if you have a baby and they aren't starting solids yet, with my oldest, I did not give him any processed food until he was two. And even then it was in like very minimal quantities. It was because if we were having it, like up until he was two, this actually sounds bad. We, we if we like went to go get ice cream, like I wouldn't, we wouldn't give him any, And he would like look at it and we're like, Oh, this is just for adults. Yeah. <laughs> like, But then once he became two, like he's like, you seem like you're really enjoying that. Like, so then like, or like we start giving him tastes and like, so it's like if we were having it, we would share. But to this day, like he still prefers to just eat meat, fruits and vegetables. And, He doesn't even know like Mm -hmm. a chicken nugget, (laughs) like, and so some parents might think like, what, how, but all I did, I did have to do some prep for him when he was a baby, but I'll tell you what, the Instant Pot is just so amazing to just literally make all the things quickly, but now he just eats what we eat. And because we're eating clean, he just, he doesn't think it's weird or have, he doesn't expect a different meal than what we're having. Mm -hmm. And so with my little guy who's nine months, we're introducing solids, we're doing the same thing people keep sent, messaging me on Instagram. They're like, keep us posted on how it goes with him because we don't know if it's your process that you yeah. use your first or just how he is. And I'm like, I'll keep you posted. Um, but all to say, like as much as you can, if they like, you haven't already gotten to the point where you're eating thing- unhealthy things, try to just make that the standard. Like don't give in to the easy stuff. Don't give in to the little squeezable pouches and things like try your best to do just those whole foods options and make it yourself. It It does take some time. But it's worth it in the long run for their health. Yeah. Now, for the moms that are like, but I didn't do that. I had no idea. I'm just trying to survive. I feel you. I would say you have to start small and it's it's going to be a bumpy road. It's going to be a bumpy road. But I would say just put the things on their plate. You can still make their stuff, whatever they're eating, that they like. But always put what you're trying to get them to eat on their plate, even if they don't eat it, even if they say they don't like it, even if they throw it all over the place. Sorry. But. They, The more reps they have, and I can just say even with my little guy who does eat well, if there was something he's like, I don't like that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to eat it. And then I just keep putting it on his plate. And then one time I'm like, oh, baby, you're eating that? And he's like, yeah, it tastes good. And It's like they, it they're very fickle. Us. Yeah, they're very fickle. So it's like if you just keep introducing it, usually eventually they'll come around. Some things they really don't like. But most often than not, I've seen he will come around. And I've seen that with other people as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can second that even like my little one now. So mine are 16 months apart, but like, okay. I don't know what's something that she won't eat. I don't know. But let's just say like some sort of green vegetable or something. If she won't eat it, she'll look at me because her sister will eat it. Like her sister's oh. eating asparagus and she's like, Oh mom, I'm going to like that when I'm six. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I just keep, you know, but, but it's like, she's already like figuring out that just cause I don't like it now. Maybe I'll like it. That's
1: awesome. Like, all right, cool. Uh, Growth mindset. I love yeah. it.
0: Yeah, the way their little minds are already wired like that is so cool. Okay, so I kind of want to go, I guess, a similar path before we end today because I think a lot of times women, moms, we like have such good intentions and we start these things and maybe they weren't sustainable or maybe you know everyone in our kid gets the everyone everyone in our house gets the flu for like a week and everything mm. gets thrown out the window or we've tried different you know workout stuff or going to the gym and for some reason we just can't seem to sustain it talk to us a little bit about just the role of like compassion to ourselves yeah. through all of that maybe how you coach your clients through when that inner critic pops in or how we can be gentle with ourselves because we are managing a lot and the, the hard truth is that sometimes getting to the gym isn't the priority. And sometimes, right. you know, feeding the organic things isn't in the budget or, you know, whatever it is in a way that, you know, we can all have, like you said, our, 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 our goals and our, what was the other thing you said prior? Standards. It? Standards. Yes. Our goal. I love that. Our goals and our standards. Mm-hmm. But understanding that there's also room for flexibility and there's also room for compassion when you know we we quote unquote fall off the back of the wagon and have to get back on.
1: Yeah, one of the main pillars of my program is that we're vision driven and we're grace fueled. Mm. And so when we are actually looking at, you know, your health journey, you want to be really clear on your worth and your value. You want to be really clear on what you feel you're called to do or how you feel you're supposed to be and not as supposed to from a should standpoint, but like Mm. what, how you want to be showing up, right? Aligned. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And so when you have that clarity, the other choices throughout your day are meant to come into alignment with that. And so when it comes to whether or not you're going to go to the gym, when it comes to, you know, whether you're going to choose, to drink the water over the soda all of that comes down to is this aligned with who I am my worth and my value and how this is going to enable me to show up in all the ways that I feel called to mm-hmm. so that's one factor but like you said life happens and so there's like I really wanted to be aligned with that today and that did not happen yes <laughs> and so that's where the grace fueled comes in because grace is twofold and I think oftentimes we think of grace solely as that which covers our mistakes our shortcomings our sins etc but the coolest thing Well, not that that isn't cool. I'll say Mm -hmm. one of the awesome things about it is it's not just that. It's also the fuel by which we are transformed and by which we are made capable of making changes. And so you have, you know, the situation where things just totally fell apart. They didn't happen the way you wanted to. You were really close to one and just like beat yourself up and throw on the towel and be like, forget this. See, it doesn't work. I knew it. Uh And that's where grace comes in one where you can just, like you said, have compassion for yourself and just like, man, like, let's look at why this didn't happen. That was a lot. That was really hard. (laughs) Yeah. Who is going to, you know, make it through all of that and still get the workout in and have a smile on her face. Like that's hard. And so being able to give yourself grace for why you didn't hit that standard or that goal. And then from there, to take hold of the grace to shift moving forward. And so part of that's becoming curious about what happened. I'm just like, okay, what led to the events of today? Oh, you know what? It would have been really helpful if I had some pre-made snacks on hand. I'm going to go ahead and make some of those. Like, I'm just going to keep them in the car. Like, I'm going to have those there so the kids don't have a meltdown. So I don't have a meltdown because I get hangry or whatever, right? Like, I want to put those things in place. Or, ah, oh, man, I, I did have a minute to go for a walk, but I didn't have my running shoes. Like, okay, I'm going to make sure I always have a pair of shoes in the car. Or, you know, just... Little simple tweaks that you can make for the future, not to beat yourself up that you didn't do it this time, just simply to learn for the future. And so grace enables you to do that next time. And so you come to that next point where it's like, uh oh, like I'm starting to feel hangry. Like, oh, sweet. I put the snack here, like eat the snack. Like, and <laughs> it's like, by God's grace, you can remember that and you can implement that and you can continue to make progress moving forward.
0: Yes,
1: yes, yes. All the yes. And I
0: also feel like what I'm hearing in that too is just a sense of surrender. And I think sometimes Mm. when I have the days where everything feels like it's going wrong, then I just pause and I'm like, all right, God, what are you, what are you trying to teach me today? And maybe it is "Hey, Michelle, I want you to learn how to pivot a little bit more, or I want you to Mm. keep the walking shoes in your car or, you know, whatever we, whatever it might be, but there's a lesson in it. And sometimes that helps me not get so beat up on myself. I'm like, all right, I am going to learn this lesson. And you know, believing tomorrow is going to be an easier day or a better day or a more joyful day or less, you know, snot and vomit day or whatever it is mm. that made mm-hmm. that day rough. Beautiful. Okay. So you just mentioned your, your program, but yeah. tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, and what you've got going on.
1: Yeah, of course. So I do have a 16 week program. It's called the Sustainable Health Transformation. And it basically gets into what does it look like to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle in partnership with God, creating healthy habits that actually last. So that program, you can check that out. There's more info at madewellhealth.com forward slash program info. What I would love if you're like, okay, like, I don't know about diving into a program. That's like, that sounds super cool. Like, I, I guess I'll check it out. But if you're looking for just something to have some simple starting points, I would highly recommend checking out my... How to Prioritize Your Health Amidst the Chaos Without Any Added Stress Masterclass. <laughs> just put it all in the title so it's really clear. And that is totally free. You can just go to madewellhealth.com forward slash prioritize and you'll get access to that. And be able it goes over the mindset stuff we've talked about. It gets into some very specific ways that you can just make some simple changes, arrange your schedule, plug in these health habits, and at the end of the day, partner with God to create some simple changes.
0: Love it. And you guys will put all of that in the show notes um, for you for easy access. So I love it. I love the the practicality of it all. I love the grace in all of it for ourselves and for the journey. I think it's so important. So really grateful for the work that you're doing and thank you for spending some time with us today.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks so much, Michelle. It's been fun. If you love mommy's podcast,
0: leave a review. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.